Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. Jim, I did it. There's Welcome to Legacy Matters, <laughs> another episode. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Welcome, Jim. Uh, no Sarah today. Sarah's out sick again. Yep, she's, well, wine country. No. I, she's got, her voice was terrible today. All right. Anyway, Sarah's not here today, so <laughs> it's just Sam and I. <laughs> You're like the disappointed older brother. I love well, it. You're so hard on Sarah. No, I mean, she was, she was, uh, I, what I would say, fair enough, I didn't want to hear her talk anyway because her voice is so strained. Right. It's been that way for days. Right. So It has been. She's been... So anyways, she's not here, so it's just Sam and I yep. today. Um, we're in the beginning of uh, January. Yep. A new year. S- new year. So we're in 2020 Is now. this our first, this I our think first so. recorded I show? I think so. It is. Well, no, we just did one with us. Yeah, but this is our first... This is our with, first with guest. guest. Yeah, of, in 2020. 2020. Oh, this is our first guest in 2020. Yeah. Right? Yeah. New season. You. Hang on. Uh, okay. we, we actually had uh, we had a couple of them postponed already on us this year, which is fine. But, right. But that makes uh, right. our guest, who we'll introduce in a moment. Yeah. Uh, so so we're, we're uh, in the early parts of uh, January, and it's a crisp day today here in Minnesota. I thought. I thought it was a little warmer. Did Bal- you? Balmier today than by far than yesterday. Right. Well, because we dipped under zero. Yeah. Well, or no, it was like We're four degrees. We're in the degrees. 20s today, though. Yeah. So, but next week it's going to be cold again. Yeah. This is oh, what yeah. we do in Minnesota. We talk about the weather. <laughs> talk a lot about the weather i mean yes we're keeping it real the bottom is dropping out as they say though next week That's, yeah it sounds like it's going to be yeah you know, super cold yeah old school cold. negative yep yeah so i like it but otherwise here we are thanks for tuning in thanks for uh subscribing thanks oh, for yeah. leaving comments we appreciate all of the good comments i can't believe you like us but you do so thanks that's I great know. it's like uh Yep. I can't and believe people listen to this stuff. I can. <laughs> I no, I, I, don't, I don't know either. But anyways, thank you. So Instilling confidence in our guest. Right, right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead yep. and introduce our guest. Uh, this is exciting for me. We've got uh, Doug Hilgendorf, who is a... I'm going to let him explain exactly how all this works, but what I know of you, what little I know of you, Doug, is that... Uh, your the family farm slash company you're with is uh, Great Grains Milling, correct? Whole whole grain milling. Whole yeah. grain milling. Sorry, um, whole grain milling, and uh, your family is from the western part of our state. Uh, that's where the operation is, I believe. Well, we're in southwestern Minnesota. We're about uh, hundred miles. Uh, East of Sioux Falls, 60 miles west of Albert Lee. Okay. Right off of I-90. Gotcha. And uh, what's you're not the first family farm uh, representative we've had in. We had uh, another guest, Michael Swanson, from uh, his family farm is up near Halleck. Right. And that's, just outside uh, of Halleck. But what I like is uh, because we are here in the Twin Cities – 
most of our guests come from the Twin Cities, of course. It's, it's an easier place to draw from. They can uh, maybe find the place. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's not exactly easy. Well, it's I mean, not. there's a giant castle thing right there kind of that's true that's true you know the uh the grain grain belt belt building grain belt building that's pretty big (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of a beacon the only you can see that from the prairie the the part that doug's (laughs) referring to is that there's no street signs out front and there's there's no parking and no uh -uh. buildings are marked well the streets aren't marked well yeah there is no street sign that says what street this is out front they tore it out they did yeah, yeah, and then, and then just decided not to put it. one in, you know. Yeah, well, they don't want they don't want riffraff like Doug yeah, coming into town. Maybe they're trying to tell you something. <laughs> I think they are trying to tell us something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, I can see. I mean, you know, it's not like you've got a friendly face or anything, you know. Uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, what Doug, you're, you're, what I like is uh, it's easiest for us to draw from the city because this is where everybody's at. But I grew up in the country. I, I lived on a, I lived on someone's old family farm that was a hobby farm at the time. But this is my godfather, and you know I can't claim that we were a farming family, but I grew up as a kid who helped on the farm, and uh, you know that we have we have deep deep farming and rural roots here in minnesota but because of all of our activity in the cities you only hear about the the art and the business and and the rest of it and i i love that i love that you came in i appreciate you i know you were here delivering things anyway you didn't come special (laughs) thanks for for coming in (laughs) but you're swinging through yeah you know (laughs) but thank you very much for coming in so uh how long has your family owned that piece of land out there the uh, one we're on right now is uh, my dad purchased it in uh, about nine. Well, part of it was in about 1949 or 48, and then part of it was about 1960. Uh, we moved about six miles from from one small community of, of Trimont, would have been the school district. We moved six miles down to Welcome. Uh, we saw, I sometimes feel we're still outsiders down there. <laughs> uh, yeah? You haven't been there quite long enough? I don't think so. <laughs> That's a tough crowd in Welcome. Yeah. And with a name I, I was, like Welcome, you would yeah. <laughs> You might I mean, think. How, welcome. You're, you're here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> should, they, should they rename it Unwelcome? <laughs> no. 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 Um, that's... It, that's funny. That's the Minnesota. That's our. Uh, is that a bunch of Norwegians out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of a mixed out there. Is it? But uh, well, one of the reason I suppose is because I uh, I didn't go to the public school there. I went to a private uh, church school. Okay. Through uh, through grade school, and then I went to what was a uh, Minnesota used to have. Ag schools, at the time I was there, there was like four scattered in the state. There was one in Waseca, one in mm-hmm. Crookston, one in Morris, and one in Grand, uh, Grand Rapids. Okay. And you would, uh, they were boarding schools. You stayed right there. And uh, the, the classes went for six months instead of nine months. And, uh, and that, was, that was called an ag school? It was called an ag school. And they were, see now, you, you went right straight into history i love this stuff so uh 
So four ag schools throughout the state, they were boarding schools. I, you know, can clearly assume that you went there to learn agriculture. <laughs> but what, what ages would you have been? I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't assume that. Farming practices. Right. Yeah. Well, they, they had a lot of some farming you know, classes. They had everything. Uh, right. You had your general classes. But, yeah, you, they, they had uh, uh, people like for animal husbandry. They, at that time... They also had uh, farms connected to the school. Sure. Mm. So, like in Wasika, there they had a, a, a milking shorthorn herd mm-hmm. that they'd been building up and, and working with, trying to develop a good dual-purpose beef and dairy. You're gonna, I, we're gonna have to slow you way down on this. I love this because uh, shorthorn refers to the the type of cow the, the the breed of the animal the breed right. of the animal but but they it would be I, I think i know what you're talking about this is a is this like a god are they like scottish or something like that or do you remember where they're from originally? the short horn yeah like, do they do they have do even the females have horns no well there again you have i can't remember if those were pulled ones that didn't have horns or if they had horns and they cut them off, I don't. Oh. I don't recall that because mm-hmm. I wasn't too much into dairy. Okay. Right. The only reason I ask is because I think you know probably <clears throat> probably the bulk of our listeners, and I'm not trying to insult anyone, but like no, we know very very little about about most animals in that yeah. way. Um, but every now and again, driving around the countryside, you see these different herds of cattle um, or milking cows that that you. You know this isn't your average Hurstein or, or uh, Red Angus or Black Angus or whatever. These are some other breed of cattle. So, and that was so, that was maybe yeah. one of those different breeds. And, and this is boarding school, so you're you're staying there, right? Right. Yeah. And, and how and, old were you? Well, what, what I don't know, freshman uh, in high school. Right. Fourteen-ish. Thirteen. Fourteen. Let's see. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, about fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how often would you get to go back home? Well, a lot of times you'd go back maybe every weekend. Okay. A lot yeah. of times there were some other families that had uh, students there along, so you'd maybe take turns. Sure. Uh, getting rides home. Yep. Yep. And in what and, did you say this was in the fifties? Well, this would have been yes. Uh, I graduated in '61. Okay, so mid mid to late '50s. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. I mean, this is uh, we. There is nothing like this anymore out there, is there? No, no. That got dis- I don't know exactly what year they quit that. Uh, like in Wasika. Well, I know like Morris, and I think Crookston. They kind of turned them into kind of a, a, I think a junior college. It might even be a four year now. I'm not mm. real sure. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And uh, Wasika, they turned that into kind of a uh, vocational school. Okay. And that operated for a number of years, and then they, well, of course, they turned it into a women's prison. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. All right. So, we thought, I didn't, I we didn't, thought it I didn't, was a jail when we went yeah. there. But. I didn't. It became a literal jail. Right. 
Um, I, we laugh at that. I know. The poor ladies not... in prison. Right. Well, <laughs> they're probably bad ladies. So, I mean, don't. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't mess with. So these must have been, uh, if they were, if, if the egg boarding schools that you went to in the mid-50s were turned into college campuses and prisons. These must have been pretty big buildings. This must have been a, a large program then in a certain way. Yeah, I don't know exactly anymore how many students we had there in the four years. I'm going to guess there was about 160 mm-hmm. students over the four. Okay. Which is Maybe up to 200. I mean, you're housing everybody. I mean, the sleeping, right? You got to sleep Yeah, there. it was a total yeah, board. Yeah, it's dormitories yeah, right it's there. Yeah, it's a whole campus yeah basically yeah and then and then buildings and you're yep. still doing classes and you i know i mean it wasn't like you were just learning to plant seeds i'm sure they were teaching you math and yeah business right. and it was everything yeah civics yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and you had a number of students that uh didn't come from farms they, yeah they, mm-hmm. uh came from around the area the, the one thing that's that shows how much things have changed I think it was maybe about our tenth class, tenth year class uh, reunion. Reunion. The uh, one of the old instructors took us through the building, and at that time, it was uh, a trade school mm-hmm. or vocational school, I should say. Yeah. And someone just said, you know, jokingly that, well, we must have been the last good class to come through here, <laughs> and. Uh, the, he's, the instructor said, you know, seriously, he said, about from your time on, it got harder and harder to control the students. Sure. And it got to the point where he said, I was glad they finally discontinued uh-huh. the program because of the problems. Yeah. And I guess that's just a sign of what's happened in, in our society. I, I will say I uh, chaperoned a... Uh, field trip, uh, an overnight field trip with my 11-year-old last year. Uh, that was tough, and I and I worked I worked at a camp for 20 years. I a, a sleepaway camp. I know he makes fun of me for mentioning it all the time, but um, <laughs> yeah. But you know the kids would come to our camp for a month. Some of them eight weeks during the summer, and I understand how difficult in that setting it is to take care of kids. But I I've got a lot of got a lot of affection for how good kids actually are or appreciation for how good they are they they really are but i can't imagine running a school with with a bunch oh, of a boarding school <laughs> like that i mean i can't like yeah. high school students right oh my gosh all there? that would be tough so yeah so things kind of went downhill after you left <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> you held the, you were the glue that held the place together <laughs> little little dougie hilgendorf <laughs> I uh, kept the place in check. Um, well, that's that's awfully interesting. So, so your family moved out to near Welcome, though they were unwelcome. Right? <laughs> well, right. no, I sure, shouldn't say that. I know you're I'm just kidding. You're not. Don't worry. That. You're no not. one listens to our show anyway. No. <laughs> well, they do actually, but that's that's okay. I just like to make that joke. Well, here's what's. Here, so I'm just going to jump into this because so. The tortilla <laughs> chips. I oh. mean, we love, love the chips at my house. Yeah. You know? That's, the, or, that's, that's, the, that's well, the big 
thing right here. That's just because they're the best ones in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really are. I mean, classic classic country humbleness there. Right. Tortilla chips. <laughs> they are that good though. I know, it's but amazing. It's, but you got to admit it's kind of funny. It's tortilla chips, you know, that like are in the middle of Minnesota, you know? Yeah, that's true. That that's is true. true. So you you don't have you don't have a uh, How did this come about? That's what I want to know. Yeah, you got no Hispanic background. Like you're making something that is not traditionally made here in Minnesota, but you've done a nice job of it. <laughs> a great job. It's the, uh, the Norwegian tortilla. It should be Lefsa. Right. As a German, we had to have something that went with beer, you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, some... but that's pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really serious, though. We buy these chips like crazy. I mean, it is the best. They don't, they're just rigid enough that you can dip them. Oh, no, without, they're really good. Without breaking them, you know, they're not, and they're, and they're organic. I mean, they're very good. I mean, we can be shameless about this. Who yeah. cares? I mean, I, there's a reason we invited you in. You make it. You make it. <laughs> we like your chips, chip. Doug. <laughs> and I'm a connoisseur of chips. Yeah, we are too. <laughs> so, how did it come about? How did? Yeah. How did we're we're jumping now from boarding school to. Well, we'll go back. Yeah, we can. We can. That's the beauty of yeah. this. Well, maybe we want to start back where uh, where we actually started farming organically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, my dad in about the early 70s already he said something is wrong he said the ground is starting to work different it plows harder and we're starting to have more health problems with the livestock and uh, so he kind of encouraged us to you know let's start getting away from these chemicals because there's chemicals or the mm-hmm. fertilizer or something is is doing something that he noticed yeah so uh, i uh, i'm just old enough that i can kind of remember what he's talking about because i i started driving tractor and working fields in the early 50s and i can remember what it worked like then compared to what it started working like yeah and uh same with livestock he would bring in a semi-load of, of calves, and at that time, when you brought them in from out west, they'd weigh like 350 to 400 pounds. And they were never vaccinated, and we uh, we didn't have working facilities where we ran them all through a chute or anything. We just put them out in the yard and had some hay and oats or something in the bunk, and we'd watch them. And I can remember the one bunch, there was five head that we caught manually and gave him one shot of penicillin and three sulfa pills and that took care of it mm-hmm. well it got to where everything was vaccinated you'd revaccinate it probably yeah uh you'd treat sick cattle for a month yeah it it's something something changed it did change and and i mean i think there's a lot more science on it now but i mean we're certainly I mean, antibiotic-resistant bacteria and stuff, there's a reason. We're giving it to the cattle all the time and the chickens and the pigs. I mean, they – yeah, so you started noticing that difference, and and your father especially thought it was was detrimental. It was something he wasn't 
right comfortable with right and so when did you move to organic well we had the farm all certified organic in 90 oh. i think we uh uh started in about uh well for quite a number of years we had to start relearning farming again yeah and uh my dad passed away in uh uh 78 oh and there was I moved away from the farm and farmed up northern Minnesota for about 10 years. Whereabouts? Uh, near south of Thief River Falls. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, area called So Oakley. I have family up in Perm. So, okay. Yeah. So not up there. So anyway, I was always looking for a different place because what I, I wasn't real thrilled about what I picked up there. <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was, it rained all the time. And I'll have to admit, I think climate has changed, but I think it's something that it's done that for since the beginning. Sure. Uh, yep. Just like, you know, the Vikings had farmsteads in Greenland. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're starting to thaw and come out of the ice. You know, now they can find them again. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I'd been looking for another place, and my dad finally talked me into coming back down to southern Minnesota and, and taking part of the farm down there. So um, I, I farmed with my brother then down there. He had his part, and I had my part. But was that is it best that way? You guys, do you guys butt heads? <laughs> do you need your spot? There, there's and there's, to there's do his? problems. <laughs> It's sorry. normal. Sorry, I, I've got brothers, so I, I kind of picked up on that right away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why I moved up north in the first right. place. Right. <laughs> right, we'll leave that one. Live. I get it. <laughs> I love it. But um, uh, anyway, uh, by going organic, I'd already been looking for some other way of selling our production. And. Uh, other than just through the regular markets. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they keep telling the farmers, you know, it's uh, supply and demand, it's supply and demand. Well, I've only woke up to the fact that the Board of Trade, there's people selling your commodity that they don't don't have it. Right, they're selling on speculation. Yeah. The future. And you've got people buying that don't have any intention of ever taking delivery. <laughs> so where's our supply and demand here? Well, it's all made up. <laughs> yeah. I think I was feeding cattle up north, running a beef cow herd and running cattle. And I think that one year I looked and there was like, I, this, I, it wouldn't be an accurate figure. Oh, to we me, don't deal like, in accuracies it's like here. No. 30, 30 times more cattle sold on the Board of Trade than we had, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'd been looking, and uh, when we got organic, well, then, of course, we had less markets yet because yeah. down back in 1990, uh, soybeans was about the only organic grain we had a decent market for. So... Uh, we were growing some corn. We were growing oats. We had to do something to find. Like I couldn't make it on a dollar oats, and mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, they played games with the uh, corn prices back through the '80s. You know, the government was loaning up to I think it was over three dollars a bushel you could borrow from the government, and if they if you didn't get that in the market, you could turn it back to the government. Yeah. 
Well, in the 80s, they rewrote the farm bill, and I, I can't remember exactly what they wrote the price down to, but it was like, I think it was under around 2 or under $2. Well, when you have all the farmers' cash flowing on $3 corn, and you, you pull the rug out and make a $2 corn, right. of course they're going to go broke. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, thin margins anyway. In yeah. Farming. Right. Yeah. So anyway... I had a, a blind brother that lived here in the cities, and he knew his way around the cities, and he knew, was familiar with the co-op stores. So I'd come up here, and I, I hated the cities. I'd usually drive way around it. You know. <laughs> right. For all the reasons. Tell us how you really feel about yeah. it. <laughs> you know what? We... Uh, we we don't like St. Paul. Like we keep, we always say, yeah, Saint <laughs> truth Paul. is we love it, but it's fine. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. It's all right. You're okay. You're amongst friends okay. here. <laughs> anyway, I I got a list of all the co-op stores and I'd read them off and read the address and we'd start driving and he'd keep asking me what corners we were going by and I'd keep telling him and he'd tell me when to turn and when which way to turn and <laughs> we got to all these stores and we visited with them and. And uh, we started uh, making some crude product. And I have to thank the people for just sticking with us because I know we've had some problems. Sure. And, uh, and it's the, the people that uh, in the co-op stores that started buying our product and then the consumers that, mm-hmm. that cater there and buy our product that it's because of them that we've been Somewhat successful. Right. Which and, is all you can hope for most of the time. Somewhat <laughs> successful is better than not I mean, at all successful. <laughs> that's a pretty interesting, you know, leap, you know, at, at, in those years, you know, to go sort of this organic route. I mean, even your father, you know, saying like there's got to, you know, that, I, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, of, when he started farming or for most of his years, they were organic. That's right. But yeah, most right. Most of the there, farmers there, were. There wasn't mm-hmm. an option to not be. Yeah. Really. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it kind of t- turned. But, uh, and he started reading. He always read the farm papers and stuff. Well, they're the ones that kind of brainwash people and thinking you got to get bigger and you got to use all these chemicals and you got to have all this fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I, they keep chasing the yield. And they forgot about looking for the... Uh, the nutrition in the food right uh-huh. the value in in preserving the land yeah. rotating crops yeah right. you know just doing the things we've always done right. really yeah so uh, uh it's it's been a learning curve right of course and uh and as one thing that was fortunate for us we started this just when the co-op stores and the people were starting to to, to promote this. Right. Yeah. And uh, so uh, our business grew with the stores. You know, a lot of them were just little stores mm-hmm. in I remember, 1990. Yeah, I remember co-op stores in the, in the late 70s through the 80s where, you know, that was... That was where the hippies shopped, and it was you know, or whatever. That's what people said, and and uh, they I were, said it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did because I remember. Well, it wasn't that even. I mean, now it's been fifteen years, I suppose. You know, back even that little co-op store over in Linden Hills. You know, I'd go in there and I'd be like, 
wow, that's where all the hippies are. That's right. where all the, you know, <laughs> oils and stuff are. Yeah, but I, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, isn't that the joke's on us? Because, well, yeah, Because they is. were eating it is. highly nutritional food. <laughs> right. We were like, oh, right. we're eating a Twinkie. Well, I, I don't know what yeah. they're talking about. <laughs> right, McDonald's and, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I know the the rise of of us understanding that nutritional value in food is good and organic is good now now even any grocery store i go into now has some organic yes. options and some better nutritional options and and carries mm-hmm. your products even you know mm-hmm. which right. is good but i can imagine that was a tough tough sell early on yeah it it took uh a number of visits, but Lake Winds uh, at uh, Minnetonka was one of our early stores. And then uh, uh, Burnsville store was an early one. And, you know, they both, like Lake Winds now has, what, three stores, I believe? Yeah, they're doing uh-huh. pretty well. Yeah. And uh, Burnsville, they've added on to that new store a number of times. And uh, yeah, it uh, right. they've all, like Seward Co-op has got, Right, They've three got, stores, I think. Yep. And, I know uh, the wedge is still doing well in, mm-hmm. in Uptown. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and like I say, like I, uh, my local store is uh, Oxendale's, and they've only got two stores. But but fifteen years ago, when we moved into that neighborhood, Oxendale's uh, had no, or- very very few organic options. Very few, and over the over the 15 years they've really mm. c- catered to what the community is asking of them and they've got a great selection of of mm-hmm. food in there now so i i think things are changing they, oh. they are yeah yeah i mean now it's I, I mean think of whole foods even that's a huge chain obviously you know yeah. now but you know whole yeah, paycheck i should say a lot of these stores <laughs> a lot of these stores you have to really know what you're looking right. for because there's organic, and then there's stuff they call natural. Well, yeah. that, you don't know what that is. Right. And I mean, it's all from nature. If it's yeah. on this planet, yeah. it came from something right. natural, I would say. It's a pretty broad category. So how many stores are you guys in right now? Do you know? No, I don't. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, quite a few. As far as I know, we're in all the co-op stores in the cities. Yeah. Although I think I heard of one that maybe missed out to the... To the west somewhere. Are you going to go bug them? Well, I've got to figure out who they are. And yeah, find them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet it's that. Uh, what's the the uh, time one? T Y or T H Y M E? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're. Uh, oh, fresh times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in theirs? Uh, there's one down in uh, Apple Valley that we do sell chips to. Okay. Do you want us to put pressure on them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can do that. We'll go rough them up a little. (laughs) What I do find interesting is that you can have a store over here that they just sell the heck out of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other store isn't that far away, and they can't get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. That is actually. Well, uh, we're 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 due for a little break here, and we'll come back to this and. We'll get back into <laughs> we'll get back into this promotion of your of your tortilla chips because we really do think they're that good. <laughs> they are. And- <laughs> they are that good. I remember uh, 
that's why we reached out to you. But I remember that uh, Dara Moskowitz, mm. uh, the food reporter for yeah. for NPR, I saw something on on your she she named you the best chip around, and I thought, well, I better try it. And I tried it, and I thought, well, and I be darned if she it. isn't totally right. <laughs> the minute I saw that you were coming in, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh. Oh, I know this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Well, we'll, we'll come back in a moment. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by the Andalin app, a first-of-its-kind digital legacy preservation app that allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andolin, available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andolin.app for more information. Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeler servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consultation. Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit packsimply.com. Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit jamesholmberg.com to find out more. All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started. For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com. All right, we're all right, we're back, we're back. and and as always happens, uh, uh, of course, you know, we start a little conversation about about something interesting, and it's it's not, yeah, we're not recording it, so we're going to jump into it. <laughs> <laughs> this happens forced- every break. <laughs> like we take a break, and then we're like, oh, so now let's really get down to yeah. the business. Yeah. So we we forced uh, poor Doug here to <laughs> halt his conversation in the middle, and now we're asking him to pick it back up, and he's looking at me like, "Well, I don't know exactly where to start." Thinking, <laughs> um, so the the deal is, let's let's jump back to you know we'll we'll get back into your life a little bit and stuff, but the way we the way we came by finding you was these fantastic tortilla chips you make uh, right here in Minnesota, right here in Minnesota, tortilla chips, the best ones. I know, around. and I and I always say Great Greens, and it's Whole Greens Milling Company. I yes. don't know why I say Great Greens. I think it's because of great the Great Plains is what comes <laughs> to my mind, you know. So, but Whole Grain Milling, yeah, it's Whole Grain Milling. Yep, exactly. Yep. And uh, I do, you know, I did read an article about it years ago, and you've got a high lysine corn, 
And I don't really know what that means, but you're, you were and telling me. And I definitely me, don't know what it means. <laughs> I have no idea what it You were means. telling me that, uh, that because of that, it, it changes the way that the properties that it has when you're cooking it and making it in the chips. So we can start there. Okay, yeah. It's, uh, the high lysine corn is really a, a, it's a soft starch corn. It's a corn that has a not higher protein, but a more complete protein. Protein is made up of amino acids, and the lysine corn has a better balance of amino acids than your normal yellow corn. Okay. And being a soft starch corn, it is a harder one to work with for making like a tortilla chip. Mm. So, it, like, that which begs the question. I hate to interrupt you, but if if it's harder to make a tortilla chip out there, is there a product that it is easier to make with it? You know, is is does it, does it make a better corn meal? Uh, because of that or anything else? Well, the, one of the first products we started selling along with the, when we started having something to sell yeah. was, <laughs> a, was a, a corn pancake. Okay. And I know we discussed on the way to a store where we were going to do a demo where we made little silver dollar sized pancakes. What are we going to do in a, a a kid comes up and gets one and goes yuck and throws it, you know, and and that was the least of our problems <laughs> because they'd come and get one and they'd probably come and they'd be standing around and you ask where they want another one, yeah, they take another one and <laughs> yeah. then they disappear and pretty soon they come back with their parents and they wanted that pancake mix. Yeah, yeah. So is it, that like a? Is, is it does it still have flour in it too then is it like a it's uh the pancake our corn cake is all lysine corn there's no other flour in okay it. so it's gluten-free could be considered that yes right yeah what, why what makes yep. you what makes you question that if it's all corn it would have to be right? well or is there we're, we do process other stuff in our facility Gotcha. So it's, gotcha. it's by So contact. I can't really say, yes, it's yeah. definitely gluten-free, but it's as gluten-free as we can make it because my son that does the milling now, he'll do that like on a Monday morning after everything's been cleaned and flushed and stuff on yeah. Friday. On Monday morning, he'll he'll make the corn. Okay. And even then, the first corn and corn meal or corn flour will probably go into uh, an eight-grain hot cereal or... Uh, in case there's some residue just in case yep and then we'll take it and make like the pancake out of it and and that pancake again so it's not like a cornbread where it's got flour and cornmeal it's it's 100 percent cornmeal it's 100 percent cornmeal oh i gotta try that i know i was just thinking the same thing i have not tried that but i kind of can't wait actually i would like it yeah it uh i know she's got the recipe i think on there for what we call Johnny cake or cornbread too. Yep. Okay. And I don't think there's any other flour in that either. Oh. Huh. All right. I mean, this is very. I mean, you're you're right in it. Gluten free. I have you know, become the, the gluten yeah. sensitive, uh, which really shocks me because I it, like I eat anything. I, I've got no compunction about eating whatever comes. But but I've had to admit that I've been having trouble with gluten for some reason for the last year or so. And uh, so I'm always looking for alternatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that really leads off into another another area, really, because I've had several people come to us and say, "You know, how come 
It's usually the wife seems to be having more problems with gluten. I don't know why. Sure. But they say, we, we can't handle, handle gluten here, but we go to visit in Italy, yes. and we can eat all the pasta and everything we want and have no problem. Yep. Yep. Well, I think it's because so much of the wheat in this country is sprayed with Roundup. I, I agree. To even up the ripeness for harvest. That's very interesting. Yeah. And, of course, Roundup is an antibiotic. It, it kills the bacteria in your gut. And I think that's where a lot of the problems are coming from. So I have noticed, uh, I've been really trying to figure out what's going on. I've been getting hives for a year. And and it's got something to do with my stomach. And my stomach will go sour for a while. Yeah, you've had a lot of problems here this last year. I'm not dying. No, you're not dying. I'll be fine. But I've noticed that it it seems to be... I did an elimination diet, and I'm adding things back in it, but it doesn't seem to be connected directly to gluten itself. It seems to be connected to highly processed flours. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I, I, but this the is the more really natural it is. The further away from the the closer it is to the earth and, and naturalness, the less trouble I'm likely to have with it. And the further it gets down the line with all the rest of that stuff is when I run into trouble. So I'm right there with you on that. That mm-hmm. Roundup, I, we we got to stop the Roundup stuff. Yeah, I tell you, it's gotten so bad that uh, with all the chemicals, not just the Roundup, that people don't realize how much volatizes into the atmosphere when they spray it. Right. You know, you'll talk to a farmer and you say, "Well, that's just a smell over here." No, that's that's not just a smell. <laughs> right. that's, that's the chemical. It's the actual mm-hmm. chemical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then seeping into the water too, in the lakes, the surrounding. It's areas. in our food. It's in our water. It, it's in our air. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like we're organic. We don't use any. The neighbors are really, really quite good right now as far as watching what the wind direction is when they spray. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because that matters. Co-ops are starting to get the idea. Yeah. And, uh, but we it's coming in the rainwater. Yeah. Uh, we just, I guess I can't really prove it, so I shouldn't say it, but we had a field of buckwheat that uh, was just coming up. And this, because of the goofy weather we had this year, Mm-hmm. Our fields got planted at different times. We we usually like to do it all at once, but sure. We, in the last field we planted was just kind of coming up to where I could row it. And the the fellow that farms with us, which is my brother's uh, grandson, uh, he was cultivating a field of corn that he had quite close to this. And he came up, and, he, and, of course, he's cultivating it quite late because the corn was planted way late this year. Yeah. And he came up and said, you know, he got rained out. And he said that rain smelled just like 2,4-D or chemical of some kind. With about three days later, all my buckwheat died. Now, I didn't go pick any up and send it somewhere to a lab to verify it. Sure. But but it's pretty suspicious when he can smell chemical in the rain mm-hmm. and that buckwheat died. Well, yeah. and, and I mean, is it really that far-fetched to believe that a farmer over here aerosolizes all of this chemical? It gets into a cloud. It's got to come down somewhere. It's going to. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get I, it. I got to say, people are not aware of that. I'm not aware of it. That's interesting. Well, and it's, you know, of it's, that way. 
you know, I mean, Doug just said he's no scientist. It's not like he's proved it scientifically, but but common sense would tell you that if you chemicals over here, something's going to yep. happen. We 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 got to get away from uh, not admitting our our common sense, which is we know that the chemicals are out there, and too many of them are out there. Not that we can can or should strive for a world completely free of everything, but we should definitely we can do better. Yep. So. All right, so back to back to your back corn. To corn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we we started making uh, uh, tortilla had having tortilla chips made for us out in Denver because uh, we had found out they could work with the corn. You couldn't cu- cook enough in your own kitchen. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, with that, that helped us start to develop a a, a clientele and a market, uh-huh. and. Uh, they sold out, and, then, and another company took over, and they they kept trying to make my chip for me. They they did fair, but you noticed the quality the, the different, yeah, yeah. And uh, but we still our our customers still you know if we quit if we ran out, which we occasionally we did with this new company, they they'd be calling you know hey what one of them chips coming back you know what happened to them where where are they <laughs> they're as addicted as we are I get I know. it I get it <laughs> and uh, so we sent chi- uh, we sent sa- or I'd send a, a sample to a different different ch- tortilla chip manufacturers trying to find someone and I'd hoping to find someone closer to us that could custom make it for us and. They'd uh, usually when I'd call them, you know, to see what they thought, they'd say, "Well, we think you maybe have about the best chip out there, but we won't make it." Uh-huh. And when he'd say why, there was two reasons. One was we we're one of the early ones, I think, that was using an organic, hyolic sunflower oil in the chip. Most of the early, what they called organic chips, was made with organic corn, and then the cheapest oil they could get. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the difference there is that the cheap oil is all chemically extracted. And when they chemically extract the oil, it does something to it where it turns, makes it turn rancid real quick. Yeah. When you extract it uh, with an extrusion or, or uh, a cold press, or yeah. they call it, it doesn't turn rancid right away. It takes quite a bit to make it go rancid. So you had to do a, quite a bit of experimenting, didn't you? Like to get the yeah. formula down. See, now we're looking for, I'm running out of chips, and we're looking for someone else to do it, and I got customers, you know, I've got a market here. Yeah. And so the decision is, do we really want to do this? Yeah, right. Do, are we a chip manufacturer or a farm? And, and we decided that, the only way we're going to have chips again is if we made them ourselves. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a real learning curve. I've got a. So you've got a factory out there making chips. We've You're, got our own factory. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 That was my understanding. Yep. We're, we you make them ourselves. Them. And this is your the whole family's involved in this. Yes, they are. Yeah. So yeah. what does that all consist of? Your how many kids? Do the you ones have? you'll admit to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got two sons, and, and the one does more of the milling uh, and, like, the flour and so forth and delivering. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, 
He never wanted to be a tortilla chip manufacturer. Yeah, who would? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who dreams of that? But right. but he is mechanically really good. Yeah. And then uh, my brother's grandson that farms with us and works with us, he is also very mechanical. Yeah. So uh, we went out and we bought a lot of equipment we should never have bought. Of because course. by the time we moved it in and got looking at it, what do we buy that piece of junk for? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, <laughs> too big to use for a boat anchor, and I don't know. <laughs> so, ah, entrepreneurship. Right. We finally found a, a tortilla chip manufacturer out in California that he was quite helpful with us. Mm-hmm. And he did sell us some equipment. Not that I wound up using much of it, I used some of it. <laughs> But I think his intentions were good. Yeah. But uh, uh, we learned a lot from him. Yeah. And it got to where we could call out there and tell him, okay, we're starting to cook corn and this is what's happening. What do we do? <laughs> and they, he would tell us, you know, kind of what to look for and how to uh, to go about to improving issues. It. So, so I, because I can imagine everything needs to stay together. They need to come out consistently each time. There's, there's a lot to that. Uh-huh. I, I can't say enough good for the people that they stuck with us from the first chips we made because they were not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what I meant. Like you know, not all of the good, huh? failings of the chip, the early chips, right? I mean, you probably had some pretty bad batches early on. Oh, we. we the cattle got to where whenever we drove up with their old pickup, they'd all God. come lining up at the fence and beller. Right. Yes. <laughs> they knew something good was coming. Chip time. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing, Sam. We're lining up for the good chip, so now. <laughs> I could just see Jim and I standing next to the cows like, well, it's not that bad. Yeah. I don't know. It's a pretty good yeah. chip. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. But we, yeah, we had quite a learning curve, and uh, we had made some changes in equipment. We went from the oven that he sold us out there that if we knew then what we know now, we could have made that oven work. Okay. Mm. We could have made the changes to it. Right. But this is all stuff. But you, you didn't. Know, yeah. This is hindsight. <laughs> you know? hindsight 2020. And that's why that oven is still sitting there. One, one, one of them wants to junk it, and the other one says, I think we should rebuild it. <laughs> uh, that sounds like farm life to me. Yeah. You never get rid of anything. No. You can sit there and look at it. And, well, I think I could fix that someday. You might need a part from it for another thing right? later on. I'm going to convert it into something completely different. <laughs> so, so how many people are working there right now? Like, what do you got going on? Yeah, good question. Well, it takes about seven people in the plant when we're running. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason that our, our margins are quite slim because... You know, a big plant that can make, say, a 1,000 pounds an hour, they probably don't have any more people working there than what we have. Right. And they we can only make equipment. maybe 250 to 300 pounds an hour. Yeah. Efficiency. Right. Okay. But, but but that gets into the, you know, just the, the core of business. If, yeah. If you can put out more product with fewer people, you're more profitable in the end. But eventually, your product quality goes down. So you guys, you guys are hitting the right. Well, you're you know, right I in get there. that your margins are small, but like, for me, 
the extra dollar or two that it costs <laughs> for your chips is the difference between getting one that is whatever it's mediocre versus something that yeah. and having you in here now i now i'm only gonna eat well now I'm, I'm i'm hitting the what is it the pancake <laughs> yeah you the know pancakes too. right you know one thing with our chip it's it's made right you know we we grow the corn we clean the corn we take it into town where our plant is at and we cook the corn yeah and then so it's made with fresh cooked corn directly from your farm directly from our farm yeah and and how much of our food that we eat can we say that of you know that it that we Mm -hmm. know where the source is from we know who's cooked it we know you know how it got to us this is good it's it's the right movement we got uh kieran over we got kieran Kieran next door his his company building yep the food building and uh Kieran's Kieran's the force behind uh, Kieran's Irish Pub here in town, and then two gingers whiskey and or is it three gingers? No, two gingers. two gingers whiskey, yeah. uh, and a bunch of other things. So locally, he's well known for for these things. Farm to table type. Farm to table is his new thing, and uh, you know, I I think it's you're on the right you're on the right path that way. I think we we all want it. I, I don't want my kids eating the crap that gets put in front of them. I'd rather have meat, good food, yeah. even if it's tortilla chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have got beef, and we've got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and uh, does your does your beef bear the same the same company name, Whole Grain? No, no, no. We, the, we don't even. It's organic, but we don't certify it organic sure. just because of the extra paperwork you have mm-hmm. to go through to do that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's basically grass-fed. Uh, they get some tortilla chips, but it's <laughs> yeah, not a full, lucky, full diet. Lucky <laughs> right, <guns>. organic tortilla <laughs> chips. Right. And some days they're pretty disappointed when they're just a, a handful. You know? <laughs> and uh, so for the most part, they're grass-fed. Yeah. And uh, uh, I know a couple of employees that just bought some a quarter and split it between them and uh, they were telling ross that they had some of the first just the other day and they, they couldn't believe the difference in that his wife said well, why haven't we been having this before because it right. was so different than what they'd been buying uh-huh. in the store in town yeah i i hunt so my my boys and i my wife's a vegetarian i don't know how that works out <laughs> <laughs> But my boys and I, we eat. You shouldn't uh, even mention that. I know. You? Well, she's fine. She, well, she doesn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she hears me talk enough. But uh, I have to cut back on my meat intake. Yeah, but I'll tell you. So I eat a lot of venison, and and I fish, and I catch a lot of fish. And uh, but having grown up on the farm, the 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 fifty or hundred chickens that we raised every year and butchered ourselves. That's a different completely different tasting bird than what you get in the store and same with same with beef we had pigs and cows out on the farm too and i mean the pork was better Mm -hmm. the beef was better yeah yeah you know pigs should be outside they shouldn't be cooped up over a manure pit i know i know the the uh all those big farms that's a that's a scary way to raise a bunch of pigs it's all indoors and the same with the 
the chickens and turkeys, everything. So you've yeah. got so you're doing beef too, and is that where where do you get? How is that marketed? That's uh, just kind of word of mouth. It's, we've it? done a poor job of really. Well, you're doing it. a good job. I mean, right now everyone's going to hear that you got beef. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> everybody. It's true, though. You're right, and uh, so you know if you get a call, if you get a hundred calls for <laughs> beef, it's not going to work out, is it? <laughs> you don't have enough lying around. Well, we got a little built up right now oh, that we got to get rid of. Good. So. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do. Uh, we'll we'll make some. Uh, we'll figure out making links to things and stuff yeah, out of here afterwards. For sure. But for sure. you know that like meat is another one where the big businesses have they make it so that the farmer has a hard time selling his product. Like they make a law that says, oh, it's got to be done in a facility where there's an FDA inspector all the time and all this and that so you if you were going to sell it by the pound yeah but I can sell it by the quarter or the half or mm-hmm. in the same you know without that inspector right and that's fine you can do that you know yeah. now <laughs> explain that one to me <laughs> I think there's big big changes going to come in our food supply here in the next you know 20 30 years it's not going to be fast it's going to be incremental change but it's already been coming but i think uh if you look at a lot of europe i would say more people probably most of the world actually more people eat food produced more directly close to them than they do what we eat we eat a lot of food that's comes from here and there and everywhere else and i think we'll start to to get to the point where we eat a lot more local local food, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because it's. I mean, well, that's what's happening right now. That's that that is you know like with Kieran, like you were mentioning across the street. But then a lot of the restaurants, you know, too, are yeah. looking for local um, sourced right. sourced food. Do you are, are you in any restaurants right now that you know? We're of? in some. There's a, a delivery to. A, now, I always get my names mixed up. Mayday Cafe. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep telling him he's, he's got such good stuff because every time I'm in there delivering, he's got people lined up just about to the yeah. door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I had the name a second ago and I lost it. Uh, that's okay. Sorry. I might pop back. I can't remember anything, so yeah, we we created a memory preservation platform for a reason. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's why yeah. we record you, right? We, I cannot remember anything. So, well, it's it's a real popular restaurant, and I should know the name, and I can't say it. Ah, uh, that's all right. Wait, is but it anyway. here? Is it where? What part of town? Well, Doug doesn't drive through here. He doesn't. He just, like, drives around a, around this whole. He stops you know. on the outskirts and gives it to some guy. Right. He says, "Okay, you can drive it in now." It's south of Franklin Avenue, and not too far from the river. In to the to the west. Uh, hmm. I'm wondering. Oh, that's a Seward area or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what's over there. Well. Oh well. well, we'll never we'll, get it'll it. Come, but that's all right. It'll come. Yeah, we'll because they do they do a good job, right? And uh, anyway, and uh, so so you got your kids working out on the farm. You got it's a lot of family. Yes, uh, well, like I said, the two sons, 
Uh, and then your brother's My son. brother's grandson's with us. My uh, one son's uh, brother-in-law's working with us. Okay. And uh, right now I've got uh, my son's uh, daughter, my granddaughter. She's pretty much running the plant, I think. And okay. She's 18 or 19. I keep forgetting which. I can't keep <laughs> well, up. Either. That's yeah. close enough. Yeah, that is. And uh, That's young. I mean, she, to be running that. Yeah, she does a good job. She knows yeah. that, you know, if the bagger stops, what to do to get it going again. And, yeah. And, uh, God, I'm, we're going to have to go out there and see those plays. I know. I, I'm trying to envision <laughs> the scale of it, too. I mean, but yeah. You yeah. Know. I love it. I love it. So, uh, so how big is uh, Welcome? How, how, what size town is well, Welcome? Welcome. Oh, boy. I don't know, maybe like five hundred or something like that. Okay. So does all of the but, the kids live in Welcome too, or are they driving in, or the the people that are yeah, working? Yeah, yep, the people that are working. Well, the plant's actually in the town of Trimont. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, I managed to find a building there that was sitting empty that we could make into the plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trimont's not a big community. No, either. that's only I don't know if it's. Five, six, eight hundred of people, something like that. Sure, it's just. A, and you, you, you make your plant is there. That's where you. That's where the chip plant is at. Okay, and and do you do your? So you sell prepackaged uh, mixed grains. To, right, that's all done out on the farm. Okay, all the milling is. Done yeah, milling and everything. The grain products are all out on the farm, and the the chip plant is separate in town. Mm-hmm. And does. Uh, does everybody in Trimont not eat the chips because they're tired of the smell of, of them being cooked right there and they're they're angry with you? No, <laughs> they, they actually do quite well. Yeah, I uh, bet they do. You know, in a community with all only a couple couple organic farmers, everyone is conventional. I thought yeah. maybe they'd shun them because they're not yeah. right. But no, they 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 do a pretty good job of moving product. Do they? Yeah. Uh, because it's it's one of two things: either you get sick of that stuff, or you're or you walk home from school every day and you're like, and oh, you I smoke. can't wait to eat chips. Again. <laughs> Why do I always crave chips? <laughs> because the town smells like chips, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, uh, we uh, we often ask people what they do for fun. I know. I was just thinking. <laughs> what's that <laughs> i was gonna say i, I, I think I, that's Doug, you're 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 making all the products you're making that's i mean that's like i'm guessing you don't have a lot of extra time well plus you're kind of a happy person you can tell yeah. i think you you know fun is fun is a different thing well i mean everybody. did you ever think that you'd be selling as much chips as you are i mean no when we started we had no idea uh back to you know, the same with our rolled oats. I know some of our first rolled oats, I'm surprised people stuck with us because I know there were more hulls and stuff in it. Sure. Uh, of course, the big companies, they just grind it up and put it in and say it's it's uh, filler, you know. It's, it's <laughs> right. fiber, fiber. <laughs> yeah. So I had more fiber in my oatmeal than there should have been. But, you know, we've improved, and the consumer stuck with me, which I just can't say enough good about them. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Well, I hope. I hope brand loyalty. Yeah. I hope that's something I hope that coming on here, not that you're, you know, we're going to increase awareness that much, but I, this has really been great of you to come in here and 
chat with us. Um, we, you're, you're welcome to come in and do this anytime you want. Well, it is. It, and we were talking about this earlier, you know, not on here. But, you know, it's like you're a part of this community. I mean, this is what makes Minnesota, you know, is some of this, you know. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, you we, know, you're, yeah. we have a lot of agriculture that happens in this state. And, and there yeah. seems there's this. But, but only a little bit of it that's good. That's right. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the percentage is. I don't know either. Yeah. But what I what I do know, so so my farm roots and and now living in the city, like I don't. I'm I'm tired of this artificial divide between here and there. We're all part of the same community, and somehow or other, we got to remember that we're we're cousins or something. You know, like sure, I don't love you every day. Right. Make me angry a few times, but. But we all we're still all a part of the same community. Yeah. So, all right, uh, yeah. I think uh, is there is there any? Yeah. Yeah. How do people find yep. you? Find your chips. <laughs> so this is this, this is the promo part of this. Yeah. What's I your, mean, what's you've got Twitter, a website. What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> <laughs> I told you early, I'm not computer illiterate. <laughs> if you could have seen yeah. his face. Yeah, what, right. what, do people so, find you on the Instagram, on well, the Twitter? Where well, do they get you? You can Google, you can Google Whole Grain Milling Company. Yeah. Well, that works, and, too. And that uh, <laughs> will get you to but, all of your stuff. But you're, all, you're all, in the co-ops. All the co-op stores... Uh, I think all the Whole Foods stores handle them. Yep. Oh, wow. That's uh, a big yeah. account, yeah. I, the whole page. Lunds and Byerly's asked, and uh, we wound up uh, getting a distributor, market distributing distributes to Lunds and Byerly's, so yep. I don't know how many of their stores they they actually take took them. Okay, but, but uh, you're, starting to make, you're starting to be in there. Too. I've noticed... I noticed, you know, five years ago when I first found you, I found you in one co-op somewhere, and I was kind of excited about it. And then uh, now I see them all over the place. So yeah, it's clearly they're everywhere. Yeah, right now you're, you're, you're getting it. I I haven't been into Kowalski's, but I think they have them. Yeah, so uh, we have, you know, our show. We have entrepreneurs and artists and a lot of people who, <clears throat> a lot of people who. Ultimately, and I hate the word, but they talk about kind of needing to hustle to get things done. And you're you're a farm hustler. You, you went out and sold chips when no one wanted to buy chips. I love it. God, the chips. Everyone the loves chip chips, though. I know. Well, and, that's the thing. And pancakes and and other yeah. good products. So yeah, it's good. Very very cool. Thank you so much for for joining us and doing this. Yeah, Doug. Uh, thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thanks for swinging through. <laughs> you, gotta, you just look, I found the place. I know. <laughs> you got to give a little shout out to the grandkids or something. <laughs> All right, Doug. All right. Thank, well, thank you, you very much. Bye. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andalin, and other legacy projects, visit the website at andalin.app or kineticlegacy.us. Take care.